Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David. I am your host as always, David Calvert, and it is so, so great to have you guys here in the car with me. We're taking this adventure and this journey together, and right now I could really use someone to talk to because I'm currently traveling 20 miles an hour on the freeway. So always a fun time to hit rush hour traffic, isn't it? (laughs) So at any rate, um, yeah, you know, here we are. We're in the car. If you guys have been around a while listening to the show, you know the drill. We're all in the car. We're just enjoying the experience of learning, you know, of talking about stuff, subjects, entrepreneurialism, if that's a yeah, I think I got that right. <laughs> um, if you're new to the show, welcome. I am glad to have you. Uh, thank you so much for joining. And uh, this show was inspired by two people. And I've told the first or the second person's story several times. Um, but the first one I haven't told that much. So two people that really I started plugging into their content and learning more about when I was first starting to explore the entrepreneurial journey and write and to do all of these things. Uh, The first of which is Daniel Geffen. He is the host of uh, the Daniel Geffen Show, um, as well as Can I Pick Your Brain, uh, which has had over a quarter of a million listens on that show. Uh, you know, I talk about like, yeah, I'm excited to be getting up to 6,000 listens by the month of December. Uh, this guy in four years has had a quarter of a million listens. That is incredible. So with that being said, um, you know, his second podcast, or which the first one I mentioned, the Daniel Geffen Show, he just takes his cell phone, plugs in his headphones, and just talks about stuff. I thought, wow, I could do that, you know. So that was part one, if you will. Uh, The second part is the book, The Creative Curve by Alan Gannett. And I've heard, which is so hilarious because it's G-A-N-N-E-T-T, Gannett. It's dead simple to pronounce. I have heard his last name and I feel sorry for him because his last name has been butchered to all get out. It's like nobody knows how to say Gannett. Uh, I've heard Gannett, Gannat, Gannut. You know, I've heard all like 60 different pronunciations and I'm just like it seems like the simplest way to do it would be just not to treat him like he's French or Italian or whatever I mean my name's been butchered a lot Calvert and of course I'm a I'm a junior technically I'm the second so I get letters addressed to me to David Calverti because they don't know what to do with the extra eyes in my name because you know two Roman numeral eyes so they just assume that's part of my last name Calbert, Calford, Calphalon, you know, I I once uh, was the heir to the, uh, you know, the Skillet dynasty, Um, (laughs) so, you know, just weird pronunciations and and, uh, misspellings of my name, so I definitely, my heart goes out to him, because I understand his pain and struggle, Um, and uh, like him, I don't really even fix it or or adjust it you know so yeah but anyway because uh, it's just been going on for years um, but anyway so so yeah that's the sh- that's how the show came to be um, I was reading the creative curve he talked about how some of the best aha moments you have are in the shower 
or in your car or right when you wake up in the morning, you know, because your brain's just still kind of in that semi-conscious mindset. And so I was like, well, shower, I don't know if that'll work. Apparently I was proven wrong by Mr. Paul Flanagan, who recorded an episode in the shower. That was really awesome. Um, and then uh, I was also uh, decided, like, right when I wake up, might not be such a good idea. Um, you know, just because I try and, like, get out of bed and get stuff rolling as far as writing or doing other stuff right first thing in the morning. So I was like, okay, well, I'm probably going to be distracted. Don't know if that'll work. So let's try the car. You know, that's the last option. I think that'll work. And so here we are. So I know that was a long explanation to kind of get to where we are, but this is where we are. So if you're still with me, (laughs) if you're still with me, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm doing. Now, there are so many amazing things to be discovered. You know, so many amazing things that we just never really learn about or we don't think about that just really kind of scratch the surface of our curiosity sometimes. And it's like, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. But how often do we actually dig into these things and like really take a deep dive to think about like, huh, okay, that's kind of cool. I want to learn more about that. Um, you know, so that's kind of where it all started for me was that that curiosity, that never quenchable desire for input. If you're familiar with the movie um, Short Circuit, I very much resonated with Johnny Five as a character because I was always curious and always wanting to have more input, always wanting to learn more things about the world around me, the universe, about really anything. And as a result, you know, that curiosity bloomed and became more voracious. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'd be sitting there like, feed me, see more, feed me. Or like Johnny Five, like, input, input, more input, you know. So, you know, I'd be sitting there just curious about stuff. Like, somebody would say something, it would just trigger a memory, and I'd have to look it up. I'd have to dig in. I'd have to find out more. You know, it is so common for me now. People are like, what are you doing? You know, put your phone away. You know, because somebody will say something, I instantly start Googling it, you know, finding out, oh, yeah, yeah, it was this and this and this happened and then this. And they're like, I didn't really care. <laughs> so, but I've just always been a curious person. And I think that's what drives me to want to do so many different creative things. But I've had to start creating boundaries and start kind of stopping myself from getting too into things because, you know, I would find myself just overwhelmed so easily because I was just, you know, unsure of, you know, like how to get off this train, you know, I was kind of like, uh, well, I jumped on, I don't really know where the off is. And, um, you know, cause I would just, I would just dive in and I've had so many opportunities come my way. I've had to learn to say no, and I've had to experiment with saying no. Um, like, for instance, like, like I mentioned in yesterday's episode, I decided to not do the, the TV thing because I just really don't think I can devote enough time and give it the, the love and attention it desires and the needs. You don't just go on and become a TV host without a little care and consideration and, and really pouring 
a lot of valuable time in it because you you're wanting to like present your best self because you're on TV. I mean, you know, to think about that somebody in California could turn on their their smart TV and go to the channel and watch my show. I was just like, you know what? I'm not at that place in my life where I'm ready. And I talked to the wife and I was like, okay, you know, and I just, you know, it was, it was tempting. I really wanted to do it, but I was like, you know what? It's going to have to take so much time out of my life. Am I willing to give up that time? Because I want to write books. I've got this itch now. And so I was like, it's going to take away from my book writing time. It could take away from my podcasting time. Um, though I record my podcast in the in the car, you know, I might actually have to use that time to brainstorm. Like, okay, here's what I'm going to talk about on next week's episode of the show or whatever, you know. So I, I it could cut into that time. You know, it's going to cost a good bit of money to get started. So instead of getting on the call with this guy... Uh, like I was supposed to um, because after the call with the the dude who was the representative for that publisher uh, I was trying to be polite and not just shoot him an email be like yeah I'm not interested I was trying to be polite and tell him in person and be a a gentleman about it you know and and say yeah you know this and that and you know I'm just really not interested in this particular offer but thank you you know just to be polite and to be kind and of course he kind of got a little upset about that so or seemed to get a little upset and put off about that that I was telling him in person so I was like okay well the the TV guy I will just email him and tell him thank you for all the information the offer I went through everything talked it over with the wife and quite frankly I just don't have the time right now to devote to it fully and best of luck I mean the deal that they were offering to get onto television was phenomenal, cost-wise. Um, you know, it was really a great deal compared to, based on the research I was doing. But at the same time, it was just like, you know, it's not just about the money. It's about the, you know, do I have time to put all this in? Do I have time to put all this together and have it ready, and still write the three minimum of three books that I've promised myself I'm going to write this year, or 2019, I promised myself I'm going to have three books written in 2019. Um, <clears throat> I was telling my, my uh, co-worker about that, and uh, he was like, well, who did you make this commitment to? I was like, no, no, I made the commitment to me. I've committed to myself that I'm going to write three books this year. He's like, oh, okay. So, um, so I was talking to Wynn, uh, you know, actually, I was on a call with her, and you know, of Ask When, and I uh, win the book. She's also written like eight total books, so that's just her first book, and it's a great book. I've read it; I really enjoyed it. I've read a couple other of her books as well. Um, but yeah, so I was talking with her, and she said, you know, maybe you should go to your podcasting community and ask them for help with getting your book published. <clears throat> And so I have just started to get the information together. I'm trying to find out everything about if I can set up some kind of a pre-order campaign with Lulu.com, which is who I think I'm going to be publishing through because they're up in Morrisville, North Carolina. So they're close. They're about an hour and a half away from where I live. Um, So I've got that. 
but she was saying as far as you know reaching out to the podcasting community my fans you guys and seeing if you guys would be interested in supporting me through the podcast to help me get copies of the book purchased because of course I'm gonna have to buy a lot of copies of the book um, I've got signings coming up I've got um, you know different events coming up which I've talked about on the podcast and I thought huh you know that's pretty interesting I might have to ask about that or put that on the show and you know it's kind of I don't have all the framework for that put together yet you know, I might create some kind of a landing page because obviously through Anchor it's like a monthly thing which of course you can do like one month and then cancel if you guys want to donate some money to help me buy copies of the book um, you know or if I get the pre-order thing going, creating a landing page for that to start pre-orders, where if you're interested in my science fiction novel, you can do that. Because um, obviously that will help put money towards it, and you'll get a copy of the book. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to also, I'm also planning on doing signed copies, obviously, because I'm right now got two definite book signings and a potential third book signing setting in the works right now. I mean, the book's not even out yet, but I've got enough hype around this book going on right now where people are excited about it, where people are like, yeah, well, you come here and do a book signing. Um, there's also a bookstore in Park Road Shopping Center in Charlotte that I'm thinking about reaching out to them because generally they like to feature local Charlotte artists, and I think that'd be really cool because I really like the bookstore. It's very neat. Um, it's just a little kind of, <clears throat> I don't want to say hole in the wall because that kind of makes it sound like it's, you know, not a good location. It's a very nice bookstore, but it's one of those bookstores that if you didn't know it was there, you'd totally miss it because it kind of blends in with the rest of the shopping center. Uh, I literally found it by accident, and the only reason I even found it was because the best gelato shop that I have ever encountered, period, in the United States... Now, granted, I haven't been everywhere in New York City because a lot of people tell me there's a lot of really good gelato shops in New York City. But of the gelato shops that I've been to in the United States, and I've been to about 26 states in the United States, so of those places, if I see a gelato shop, I'm generally going to stop. And they have the best. They actually flew to Italy and trained under people, master gelato makers in Italy. That's what these people do is they train people to make gelato. They bought their equipment from Italy and had it shipped to America. <clears throat> when I go to Germany, to the Italian gelato shops, or as they're called in Germany, the ice shops, I-S-E, um, you know, this stuff tastes just like that. So we go there and love to have some gelato. As a matter of fact, right now I really want to go get some gelato. Um, but I can't because they're not open. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so that is um, how I discovered them. We were driving past, like, oh, look, a bookstore. Let's go check it out. So that's where we ended up, and it's a really cool little spot. So I'm probably going to see about maybe getting my book in there and, um, <clears throat> you know, doing a little book signing there. Plus, if through Lulu, they'll actually publish out through Barnes & Noble, so I might be able to do a book signing at Barnes & Noble's 
which I'm not exactly sold on the idea just because of the fact that it's going to be like with eight or nine other authors uh, there. They kind of make it where it's like, you know, because they have so many people who sign up. I talked about this on a previous episode, but they have so many people that want to have book signs at Barnes and Nobles. They have to group them together and make make it like an event. So um, we'll have to see about that. And yeah, so I've got some different ideas, but like I said, about three book signings right now that I'm already set up for. A couple more I'm going to check into. There's a coffee shop in Locust, North Carolina, or just outside of Locust. Um, like the bug, you know, the, the locusts, like, um, in the Bible, yeah, <laughs> uh, that type of thing. Um, where I don't know if they named it after the bug. I'm not really sure. Um, but anyway, <laughs> there's a bookstore near there where they actually have science fiction books. So I might try and put some up there. They have, apparently that's one of their themes is they like science fiction stuff. So I might see if I can get my book in their shop as well. So yeah, I'm just going to start, you know, doing old fashioned grassroots, um, campaigning plus campaigning with digital, you know, using social media, using uh, my podcast, using LinkedIn, using uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and getting the word out. And, uh, you know, it's uh, exciting, you know, because there's so much interest coming up around the book. I've got so many people who are like just thrilled to get it and are waiting for it. I mean, that was one thing that blew my mind is, you know, Wynn was like, you, I don't read science fiction, and I really like your book. You've converted me. And I was like, wow, okay, that's high praise, because most people are like, they hear science fiction, and they're like, meh, no, I'm not interested in giving it a try. I'm not a science fiction person. And uh, the fact that she was willing to give it a try, you know, because she's awesome, by the way, and if you haven't listened to her podcast, I highly recommend it. A little plug for Wynn's show. Ask when. There's also Welcome to Journalism, which is also a great show. And then her, she's got another show, um, which I can't think of the title of right now. Dang it! But it's great too. So <clears throat> you know, definitely check out her shows. They're fantastic. But yeah, so she read my book, and I was just super excited to hear her feedback because I knew, you know, if, if anybody I can trust is going to give me an honest opinion about my book. Especially someone who's not a fan of science fiction. <laughs> you know, Wynn is definitely that person I can trust. She's definitely going to give me the straight up, like, oh, yeah, David, it sucks. And that's fully what I expected. That's what I expect from everybody that reviews my book. Because I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's good. I mean, I'm just writing what I want to write, what I'd want to read. I'm not a, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And then people... You know, and people are coming back like, man, I've read part of your book, you know, the part you let me read, and it's, it's awesome. Where did you come up with all this? And I'm like, uh, I'm just writing a book I'd like, you know? I mean, that's, that's all it is, nothing special. Uh, it's just, just me, you know? And so, yeah. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I am at my destination. I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you have a fantastic, fantastic day. And with that, thank you and car thoughts out.